Welcome to the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Axel Ragnarsson, and on this show, I dissect how seasoned multifamily investors started, built, and scaled their businesses. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another quick solo episode here on the Multifamily Wealth Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about how transactional costs can destroy an investor's returns or a homeowner's returns as it relates to buying and selling a personal residence and why you need to be doing this math when you're buying and selling properties. So again, as I like to do in these solo episodes, I want to talk about stuff that isn't commonly discussed on podcasts, you know, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, wherever, right? Wherever people are talking about real estate investing. And this topic is one that I think a lot of folks kind of inherently understand, right? Cost money to buy a property, cost money to sell a property, you know, even more money to sell a property. And as a result, when you're buying and selling, you're giving money to the title companies and the brokers and the lenders, et cetera. And that eats into your returns, right? That's very straightforward. That's not rocket science. But I don't think a lot of folks have done the math. And oftentimes we hear closing costs or transactional costs described as a percentage of a property's purchase price. But that doesn't necessarily mean that much because when we buy property as investors, the vast majority of us are using some amount of debt. And given the fact that we're using debt, these closing costs as a percentage of the property's value or sales price or purchase price, it's actually a much higher percentage of our equity, of the capital that we are investing in that property or our investor's capital, right? If we're raising money. So let's run through a couple of quick mathematical examples. Stick with me. I'm not going to try and bore you that much. And I'm going to summarize this in a way at the end that is more clickbait that really identifies or really highlights the impact that closing and transaction costs have when you're investing. So let's start with a very simple example. Let's say we're just buying a house. We're a homeowner. We're going out there. We're buying a house. And fundamentally, this math is basically the same as if we're going out there and buying an investment property. So they work in both situations. I'm just going to use the homeowner example because I think it's a little bit of an easier one to communicate. We go out there. We buy a house for $500,000. We're putting down 20%. We're getting 80% from the bank. So that means we're bringing $100,000 to closing to buy this property. And this is before we're paying any closing costs. Now, let's say we pay 2.5% in closing costs on the buy side, which could be title insurance, You know, maybe a point to our lender, the transfer taxes that we have with this state or city or what have you. So we're paying a total of $12,500 in closing costs, right? So we have to bring... 112,500 to closing. But in reality, these closing costs are 12.5% of our equity. So 12.5% of our equity is gone the day that we close because we're bringing 100 grand to buy the property and we have all these fees that we don't get back. We're paying different people, we're paying the government, we're paying our lender, we're paying the title company, et cetera. So we're all on the same page here. $500,000 property, we're bringing 100 down. And we have to pay 12.5% in closing costs, which is 2.5% of $500,000 at closing. So let's keep this rolling. Now, let's say we turn around and sell this property in a year. Would you do this? Maybe, maybe not. You know, Maybe you have to move for work. I don't know. Maybe there's some other reason you're selling the property. But again, I'm just giving you an example here. So don't go jumping down my throat about, hey, you know, it doesn't make any sense. That's true. But it happens all the time, right? So let's say we're going to sell this property for $500,000. It's worth the same in a year. Property, you know, the market didn't go up, didn't go down. And uh, we're just selling it for what we paid. So what are our closing costs? Well, 
probably going to be around 7% of our purchase or of our sales price, I should say. Probably going to have to pay 5% to a real estate broker, probably going to pay 2% in transfer taxes and title insurance or uh, excuse me, you know, fees to the title company, the deed prep, all this stuff, right? And you know, your bank might charge you a fee to send you a payoff per your loan documents for a few hundred bucks, whatever it is. But I think it's a pretty fair assumption to assume it's going to cost 7% to sell your $500,000 single family home. Now, what does that mean? 7% of 500 grand is $35,000. You have to pay $35,000 to sell your property. So what do you receive at closing? You're going to receive $65,000, which is your $500,000 minus your $400,000 loan balance. So you got a hundred grand, you know, we're talking about that equity that you put down when you bought it. Minus your $35,000 in closing costs means you're receiving $65,000 at closing. So let's sum up our transactional costs, right? And again, you know, this is ease of example. You maybe you paid down your loan balance a few thousand dollars throughout the year. Cool. Sounds good. We're just, this is just for ease of example, right? Let's pretend you had an interest only loan. So you put a hundred down, you spent twelve and a half thousand dollars on closing costs when you bought, which is two and a half percent. You spent 7% when you sold, which is $35,000. So in a year due to transactional costs, you spent, or, or your total transactional costs were $42,500. And you only put $100,000 into the property and you're receiving 65K back, right? And that's just what you're getting at closing. You already spent 12 and a half earlier. So in just a whole, you know, just one year, you lost 42.5% of your equity. This is going to be the clickbait, right? This is the clickbait title. Because of transactional costs, if you bought a property for 500 and you sold it for 500 a year later, and you didn't invest any money in, into the property outside of what you put down, you lost 42.5% on your money. And that is a much more magnified figure, much it's a massive figure. That's one that really gets people's attention comparatively to, oh, yeah, two and a half percent closing costs when you bought, seven percent when you sold. This is the argument, by the way, against home ownership, right? When people are telling you why you should keep renting, it's like, unless you're going to stay somewhere for a number of years and these transactional costs aren't going to destroy your equity, you should probably rent, right? This is the argument for that. And this applies to commercial real estate as well. It's the same math. The math isn't really that different. Maybe you spend 6% to sell because you're paying a broker four instead of five, but you're still going to have all those other fees. And you probably have prepayment penalties on your loan. You might have some other stuff you got to pay. But this is, you know, th this is the impact they have. So next time you're thinking about selling a property or being more transactional with a strategy, make sure you're just underwriting your transactional costs correctly before you buy, first of all. And when you're doing your financial analysis as it relates to what you're going to net out at sale, take into account all of these costs, right? And maybe there's some other solution that makes more sense to you, such as refinancing, you know, doing something else, doing some kind of exchange. Again, that doesn't mitigate your, that doesn't reduce, that doesn't eliminate your transaction costs doing a 1031 exchange. You're still going to pay the broker, still have to pay the transfer taxes, still going to do all of that. That's just saving you on your on your gains, right? That doesn't mean that you don't have all of these costs. It's an important thing to understand and, and to understand the true impact, right? Leverage magnifies our returns, but it also magnifies the impact that these costs have on the equity we put down. And now, you know, just for a quick little example, again, I'm going to clickbait you here. Let's say that this homeowner just put down five percent instead of twenty, right? The twenty being the five hundred thousand, or the excuse me, the hundred thousand dollars on a five hundred thousand dollar property. 
Now, let's say they did a low money down loan, something that a lot of homeowners do when they buy a single family residence and they put down 5%, which would be 25K. They would have lost 50% of their equity the day they closed because they have 12 and a half in closing costs. Again, closing costs are a percentage of your purchase price and your loan balance, right? Not of what you're putting down. So the day they close, they put down 25, they spend 12 and a half in closing costs. They've already lost half their equity. And if they were to sell again in a year at 500 grand, they've then lost more than all of their equity, right? They've lost 100% of their equity and some, and they'd actually be over 22 grand in the red. So that's even more magnified because they're using even more leverage. So this is a really important thing to understand. And again, people are going to listen to this example and go, well, why would you sell in a year? You got to hold long term. Yeah, that's all true. But don't forget that like real estate doesn't always go up. We're in a market environment right now where real estate values are declining in real time. That's not that's happening. It's reality. And as a result, somebody might be selling their property in a year for less than what they paid or in two years for less than what they paid. And think about even the more magnified impact that transactional costs have on their equity when they're walking away from closing with less equity than they brought. It's even a larger outsized percentage. So yeah, your eyes might have glossed over here as I ran through the math, but it, the big takeaway, you buy a property for 500, you put 20% down, you sell that property in a year for 500 for the same as what you paid, you probably lost 42.5% of your equity. That's the clickbait. That's a huge number. And it's enough. It's meaningful enough for, for all investors out there, for folks who are thinking about buying a home. You got to do this math. You got to actually sit down and understand the impact of the buying and selling and all of the people you got to pay when you do both those things have on the equity, right? On your equity. And think about it outside of just a percentage of a property's purchase price. So I hope this was uh, an educational episode. I hope this got you thinking. If it did, please leave the show a rating and review. Helps the show get noticed by more folks. And if there's someone in your life that you think would benefit from listening to this episode, please consider uh, sharing it with them, whether that's over text, whether that's on LinkedIn, whether that's reposting to your Instagram story or something along those lines. It's how we get the show in front of more eyeballs. So I always appreciate everyone that does do that. And uh, again, thank you for listening and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. 